0: everyone we're back thank you for listening yes hey the garden Hearts,
1: kissing moves and breaking hearts we are gonna cover side b of all that you can't leave behind part two of this tart talk if you missed part one you need to go back to the very end of november yes to hear side a
0: this is youtube's 10th studio album yes which really doesn't seem like much for such a long career. I know, right? But it's still a lot of content over I mean, 10 he, albums. I feel like when you look at someone like Springsteen who releases at least an album a year almost. Yeah. I mean, some years more than one album. This is really? not that's crazy. He released, I think Back in the late eighties, early nineties, he had two albums that came out, I think, at the same at the on the same day. Human touch and I'm a horrible Springsteen fan. I missed a question on Jeopardy the other day too.
1: He came out know, he had albums about on the same day. He also like doesn't have like a four person democratic situation. No,
0: he does not going on that's why they call him the boss.
1: The boss. Amen. Anyway, go back to the end of November. If you have not yet listened to side a we talk about you know, the album in general and our thoughts in general and then the first six songs on the album. So we left off within a little while and we're starting off with Wild Honey. Speaking of Our drink for this album is called Wild Honey. It is bourbon or whiskey, depending what you have in your cabinet. Honey and lemon. We did not, like, record side A and drink through that and then do side B on a different day.
0: (laughs) It's all in the same night. It's all in the same night, so... It's all in the same two hours and 37 minutes.
1: Something like that. So, we are, um... Not fresh and sober for no. your listening p- pleasure.
0: Um, let me verify my source here.
1: Okay.
0: Um, let me cite, cite, my source. Your, cite your source. Cite Cite my source. Wikipedia says that I am correct that Bruce Springsteen released Lucky Town and Human Touch both on March thirty first, nineteen ninety two. I crazy. got it from because my dad forgot to send back the card from Columbia House. and so i got them both on the same day it was wonderful Hallelujah. wonderful it was meant to be yep okay wild honey it's song seven it's been played 11 times i heard it once i have no idea when i heard it i mean obviously during elevation but i've heard it four times can, do you see how where you saw, can you see where you saw them? I think I, I think I did. Yes.
1: Um. I saw, I heard it in East Rutherford, Oakland, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles.
0: Okay. So then I heard it in Las Vegas. Okay. Because that's the only show that I went to of those four shows. Yeah. And you and, know what? And- I do vaguely remember that now. I knew there was a song that I hadn't heard that was played in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a fun little ditty. It is. It sounds like the Beatles, but much more blah. Much more blah. Yeah. In fact, Edge says it sounds like, oh, blah, D, oh, blah, da. Yes, he did say that. And I remember th- I remember the first time I heard this song. I said, "Oh my god, this sounds like the Beatles, but not as good." And I mentioned that to my friend at the time, and he said, "It sounds like you too. It doesn't sound like the Beatles." And I'm like, "No, it really sounds like the Beatles. I'm not I'm not backing down from that argument." Yeah.
1: I remember being at my aunt and uncle's house not long after it came out and my uncle had the album and he's like, "I really like that song, Wild Honey." And I was like, I kind of felt like that's a deep cut. Yeah. (laughs) But also, like, it sounds like the Beatles. Yeah. And he's that generation. Right. It makes sense. It's I've heard lots of people like. Really jab, like make fun of this singing about monkeys swinging from trees, whatever, whatever. But it is what you get. Like, it's not meant to be. Walk on yeah like deep thoughts right. with bono if i was a monkey i might swing from a tree <laughs> i guess it almost didn't make the album but they thought it'd be fun to include it have, oh, this is from leon why he said we thought it would be fun to include it a nice simple clear song with a lovely sentiment it does have a lightness to it but it's a song of appreciation I think it's like taking time out to say a little prayer. That's what it is. A song of praise. But just that it's... The album's heavy. I guess. I mean, going back, learning about the content of it, it is heavy. It
0: is heavy. But um, um it doesn't come off as heavy. I think that's only because of Beautiful Day and Elevation. Okay. Because those are just such... There's such light poppy songs that that raises the the
1: light well, I don't think walk on comes off as heavy either it's a big topic but it's such a anthem then I think it's heavy I think the content's heavy but I think that I think it's like a sing your heart out kind of I don't know I feel like most people don't know what the songs are
0: about no I agree yeah so this is another song that I would really like to hear with. I going mean, I keep saying this, and I mean it for the whole album, but I real this is another one that really jumps out on me. Like, I would love to hear Bono sing that now. Yes.
1: Bono's version for sure. Yeah. There's I'm air parentheses. After that. Right. Everything
0: goes back to Taylor Swift. Um, new, new, new and improved because it, it can't be worse. <laughs> I feel like it would be a blast. Yeah. I feel like it would be fun for him to do. Dear Bono. Please re-record I'm the whole album.
1: not asking you over Whiskey and Cake. I'm telling you over Whiskey and Cake that this would be a wise choice. Yes.
0: No, I really just want, I would love to hear the whole album re-recorded, except for Beautiful Day and Elevation. Because I can't see how you could improve those.
1: Right. Art. These
0: Wait, are either beautiful days on Songs of Surrender? You know what? I should have checked this before I mentioned anything. I don't know what's on Songs of Surrender because I forget about it. Hold on. Damn it. <laughs> I could have just like fixed this whole episode if I had looked at that before. But
1: I don't think the other ones. Wait. Oh, but Walk uh, On is rewritten for President Zelensky. Right. Let's see. Beautiful day. Yes. Walk on. Yes. Oh, peace on earth. Okay, we'll get there.
0: I should maybe listen to those too because I don't think I've listened to that album more than once all the way through.
1: Oh, really? Maybe twice. I guess I haven't listened
0: listened to it all the way through like
1: super intentionally, but I like to put it on in my ears when i have like tasks to do
0: see my my thing is that because i don't have a long drive to work every day i don't listen to music like i used to yeah and i hate that i mean i love that i don't have the drive but i hate that i don't spend as much time listening to music
1: i still listen to podcasts mostly even in the car but i will put on music when i like have stuff to do and i'm not motivated yeah so I'll just put it in my ears, and it like keeps me moving forward, yeah, as opposed to getting distracted with stuff,
0: yeah, anyway, so what we what was on what from off, that you can't leave behind was on songs of surrender beautiful day,
1: walk on and peace on earth,
0: okay, but wild well, honey like just 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 for fun, yo. Yeah, that would be really
1: fun. It'd be great. It's acoustic and simple, but like you said back on side A, there's. It's still so finished. Right. Like. It is funny. What is this? Who says this? He says. Who is this quoting? I can't tell, but the technology is so sophisticated now that the temptation is there to use it all the time. Wild Honey was captured in its raw state. It was never monkeyed with, Lan said. That's why it sounds like that. There's so much melancholy elsewhere on the album that it's a vital tangent. Slipped it at the last minute to enable people to lift their heads from the sheer weight of the surrounding sonic and lyrical material. I don't know. I, I honestly, I think they're way too in their heads knowing what this album is and that people aren't having the same experience
0: that they have. Well, I don't like Wild Honey. It's just I I mean it's it's, cute. It is cute, but I it's just not it's one of the reasons I don't love this album as much as I think I otherwise would. There are I mean several more songs on the album that I feel like that about. I really enjoyed it live. It was really cute with Bono and Edge saying it. I don't remember. I just remember there was a song. In Vegas that I hadn't heard. I remember correctly. I it, the two been, of them would sing it Tip of the Heart. Yeah. I also hadn't been was it the tip of the heart? I think so. Okay. I I again I heard it once. I don't really remember it all that well. Um for some reason. there there's like a
1: little acoustic set out there.
0: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: But then again, my brain doesn't always work properly.
0: No, but I mean, I only heard it once. So your memory would be better than mine. Of that. Okay.
1: Drink to it. Drink
0: to it.
1: Our first episode was like two hours long. This one's going
0: to be like 30 minutes. (laughs) Maybe we can add some news on the back end. I swore we wouldn't do that, but we'll see. Yeah, probably not.
1: Song number two of Side B.
0: Side B. Track eight. Track eight, Peace on Earth. It's been played three times. I've heard it zero. <laughs> According to you two songs, I've heard it six. <laughs> All, snippets. Uh, All
1: snippets. So All yeah, snippets, though. That's,
0: that's my, where my calculations differ.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm <It's been, laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, to laugh. So you've heard it more times than it's been played. Gotcha. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I listened to this song. I was already
1: had feelings about it. And I really wrote down my really honest thoughts.
0: And then I read about the inception of the song. And I feel like a real asshole. I'm sure I'll feel like an asshole. I didn't read much about the song. I didn't read anything. You want to hear my really brief? Yeah. Is this a passenger's reject? Eno. ga <laughs> Literally. I, I wrote down. Eno. Gah.
1: I wrote. It's too obvious. Too literal. Sounds like it's written for a charity album. <laughs> Bono says it's as bitter and angry a song you two has ever written.
0: I would not get that from just reading the lyrics.
1: you two helped with the good with the referendum on the Good Friday agreement. They were like supporting the yes, you know, being a voice for that, and this was a big deal for them, and you know, going to Northern Ireland and playing there, and the yes campaign prevailed, and a peace is the right thing, you know, but also. It has you feel really good that they had a part in that. Yeah. On August 15th, 1998, a bomb went off Um, in a town I'm not going to pretend that I know how to pronounce. O M A G. What is it? Oma. Oma. Okay. It was the, the death toll in the wounded, where is the bloodiest in history of the Northern Troubles. Twenty-nine killed, dozen more scarred, wounded, and wounded. It had been planted by the bomb had been planted by a paramilitary group, styling itself the Real IRA. It says here that this song was an angry, bitter response. It was written in a sh- in the shuddering aftermath of the mass murder of innocent citizens. It was written literally the day, on the day the bomb went off. Bonimo says. Yeah. That's heavy. This is interesting. It's Bono's most... This is from Now Stokes. It's Bono's most agnostic song. Jesus, can you spare the time to throw a drowning man a line? He asked, knowing that the answer must be no. It's similar to Wake Up Dead Man.
0: I was just literally about to say that. It really... I've been thinking about this whole episode, and I didn't mention it, but think about all that you can't leave behind backing up to pop it's wake up dead man and a beautiful day yeah so that's like seriously the end you know like the the end of the trilogies that's right. a clear mark i do musically
1: i like this song better when the whole band comes in like there's a It's when that line, Jesus, can you take the time to throw a Johnny Man a line? Like, there's more accompaniment. And I feel like it flows better. They do this thing, and it must be hard as a songwriter. For someone who writes, like, the words and the subjects matter just kind of, they arrive in some kind of, like, the words arrive and it, like, turns into other things. Like, he doesn't write literally. Like, he doesn't say, I want to write a song. About a man landing on the moon,
0: <laughs> right, no, it's never gonna be like that,
1: right, but it is when it's like a charity thing,
0: right,
1: like when he needs to write something that's for a specific
0: or a, cause, soundtrack.
1: Or a soundtrack that's for a specific, yeah. and it's specifically for that soundtrack, it's like it for me to always sounds so forced lyrically yeah. because that's not him, and I'm I'm not saying they're bad songs or bad lyrics. It's just not what it's not the kind of writing that I enjoy by him.
0: No. Like it's it's in the same note as thinking with or without you as a love song. Yeah. Like it's it's not. But you don't know that this is you know exactly what it's about. Right. Face value. And that's not it. That's not a Bono trait. And usually if we think, you know what it is, face value, it's still not. I it's guess that's like not. with or without you. Yeah. yeah. But. Everyone's like, oh, what a great love song or all I want is you. What a great love song. I don't You're know. right. I get that. I get that forced feeling. I just think it's so, you know, it's that. I mean, this song should be on no line in the horizon. Yes. Like, it. This yeah. is so ambient and all the things I don't like about, you know, yeah. it's Mysterievo. Yeah, it really, really is mysterious. That's a real like good here. call. Um. So, uh, I mean, obviously these names must have meaning. Sean and Julia and Gareth. Um. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of. Uh, and, and for some reason, I like that part. That's one part of the song that I like. I just, I mean, they're they're clearly people that, you know, died in the right in the bombing um but it it reminds me of games without frontiers by peter gabriel okay like he he has a lyric like or most of the lyrics are like hans plays with lottie lottie plays with jane jane plays with willie willie's happy it came i don't know i just i like i don't i like songs that have names in them like i feel like there's something super personal about oh absolutely about that but i feel like that
1: tied end with the rest of it again feels like forced
0: yeah no no i agree and like i mean there's names in the blackout and i don't know
1: who the fuck these people are they don't sound forced
0: no it but i like that you know right right but just the rhyming like talk about a forced rhyme here at every christmas time but i hope in history won't rhyme that just doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. throat. throat. it's right. I don't know. And it's just like
1: we all know that you 2 wants peace on earth. This is not like, why are they <laughs> saying it? Right. They've been saying it forever without saying the words. And I don't like that. I don't know. I mentioned before that we were talking about aphorisms. And this is the song, Bono says, that there's a vanity in there. I put in a couple of my own aphorisms as if they are part of the wisdom of the world. It's a terrible cheat as a writer, but I'd love to get one of them off. They say that what you mock will surely overtake you. You become a monster, so the monster will not break you.
0: Huh? Let's highlight that and see if we can make it happen. <laughs> okay,
1: we'll work on it for him. Yeah. We'll send them a memo when we do. Like
0: we need to make that like household so to the point where it just says they say they say that what you mock dot dot dot. Right?
1: <laughs>
0: they don't even need to finish it. No. <laughs> Cause I like that. I wanna I wanna make that happen for Bono. Good. That's kind of you. So, I have a funny story. I've been meaning to tell you this for several weeks now. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) when we were in Vegas, you said my necklace was backwards, and you said make a wish. We were, like, heading to Sphere or something, and I'm just like, make a wish. And my wish was just Bono. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that was going to go, where it was like, is he going to, like, you know, come down from the stage and, like, run over and, like, give us a You help. really left the
1: door open to all possibilities.
0: <laughs> I'm like, is he going to? I don't even know. I didn't even have a, I had no follow-up to it. My wish was just, because I was like, think fast. We're, like, walking. <laughs> think fast. Um, and I'm like, we maybe were in the GA line. I don't know. And I'm just like, you said, make a wish. And I just said, Bono. Well, you know, they say you got to be careful
1: what you wish for. So if you're specific, that could be a problem.
0: Right. right. I mean,
1: we did get Bono.
0: He was there. He was there. (laughs) (laughs) So wishes can come true. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everything can happen.
1: (laughs) Oh, here's from. uh, It's Just going to make me feel like ass again. Here's what he says in YouTube by YouTube. Peace on Earth is a real pour your heart out song it's a bit bleak but it's real it came together very easily I had the music and Bono got on the mic there is one line that I was never sure about I'm sick of hearing again and again that there's gonna be peace on earth it's too negative I thought it should be should have been I'm sick of hearing again and again that there's never gonna be peace on earth anyway
0: when I was a kid for some reason in my teens i watched 30 something yeah and you know they were these basically bonos a bunch of these little bonos running around these 30 something he wasn't 30 something yet yeah was he maybe during the sh- the run of the show he turned 30 but i, I watched it and there was this argument between two people and it was you know they were just kind of young and idealistic and then one of them his father passed away and they're like arguing about this and they're like the world isn't there's never been peace on earth there never will be peace on earth yeah and that just always kind of struck me as being true you know and it's not optimistic but what, you know, what you think one day is peace on another day is not. Yeah. So even when you think you're at peace, you can look back and say, like, my life back then when I was watching 30 something. Yeah. It was perfectly peaceful because I didn't have to pay bills and I didn't, you know, I didn't have to pay bills. That's it. Really? Yeah. You know, and I think about that and I see what Edge is saying. But it's true. I mean,
1: I, I my line as long as there are borders and religion, there will always be war. Yep. God, that's. I mean, for all of time. Yep. As long as there's religion, there will always be war. I agree. Anyway, peace on earth. To to peace on earth. To peace on earth. <laughs> there's never gonna be peace on
0: earth. I have I have a cure for. Peace on earth, actually. I yeah. um I had this, like, internal argument the other day, and I don't know. Oh, no, I was watching the Mindy po- Project, and it kind of stemmed this thought process that if everybody, like, intermarried faiths and religions and colors, and then, you know, if everyone is kind of centralized an understanding of everyone else then there could be peace on earth but then yeah. you'd also lose cultures right and so yeah i guess the moral of the story is there's never going to be peace on earth but yeah. it was it was the mini project cuz she said you know everybody should intermarry so there'll be a bunch of like cute little brown babies everywhere right okay song 9 when I look this at the world. This is the third song on Side B. Side B, track three. It's been played zero times, and I've heard it 15. No. <laughs> I have also heard it
1: zero times. <laughs> I wondered what was going to come
0: <laughs> That was right on uh,
1: Man. The <laughs> I'm just not going to be nice to these songs
0: No, I'm not either This is another song I have I have three things to say I have three notes One is, again, sounds like It should be on No Line on the Horizon Yeah Two, all I hear is Eno again Three, I don't know these lyrics at all <laughs> Like, I listen to this song And I'm like You know, I mean, they're a handful of songs out there that just are not played often I don't listen to the album often or whatever if I hear a few notes of it I'm not going to be like seconds you know <laughs> like, right right I'm not going to react like that um no I'm saying I would if I one note of seconds and I know what it is right right this song I'm not I don't I know it so little that if they started playing it it would take me a very. It would take me a while. Well, I guess the first w- lyric is when I look at the, or when you look at the I world. recognize the intro because
1: it's just different than everything else. I put don't love this musically.
0: No, I don't like it at all. And I mean, I I've never gone aside from preparing for this podcast. I've never like sought the song. I've never gone no. after it to listen to, like specifically.
1: And this one. So our two main sources, Niles Stokes, Song and Experience, and then YouTube by U2 with Neil McCormick, they contrast. I read Niles' take on the song. I don't know where he gets these things. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take it. And it's, you know, Bono's singing about Allie. She's been working with the children from Chernobyl Project. And, you know, she's just this, at least he says. That she's just this selfless beast of a woman who just gives and gives and gives and sees the world in a way where she can do that. And he's, he says, you know, I can't see what you see when I look at the world. Like he wishes that he could see the world like her and be more like her. Then. And then, so then I had a note from that. I put, it feels very dramatic. Like, and I put, there's something in our house we do. And when someone's, one of us is complaining or says something hurts or, you know, whining. We come up and we we do little hands. Which is a little, little tiny taps. It's like playing a little violin. Right. I wrote little hands. That's
0: I'm so sorry. funny.
1: I'm sorry your life is so hard, Bono.
0: Right, I I'm guess sorry. it's like the southern version of that is like, bless your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. Melodramatic. Okay, so then Bono says, this is in
1: U2 by U2, he says, it's a tender song, but also quite tough. I've heard it suggested that it's a portrait of Ali. I've certainly been guilty of putting Ali on a pedestal in the past, which can be dehumanizing because it rids people of their complexity. But here is a confession. On this song, I've put myself on the pedestal. It is written from the point of view of someone who is having a crisis of faith looking at someone He was built a house upon a rock. So anyway, I don't even actually like, I don't even actually understand everything he's saying. It's so heavy, I can hardly think about it. Little hands. (laughs) I could almost, it could almost be the voice of my father looking at me, the glower, the put down, but that is the thing that runs right through that album, that gives it its cohesiveness, the ring of truth, connecting with what was going on in my life, Connecting to my father and to my mother, which is probably what it all comes back to. Because I haven't been in a waiting room filled with smoke since I was 14 years old. And I'm always amazed when stuff like that comes out. Because what's the line? The line is, I'm in a waiting room, can't see for the smoke.
0: That's heavy. But yeah. Just that, like, the cohesive part of this song with the album is that, like, most of Side B, it's blah.
1: I think I think he's
0: just too close to it. Yeah. And I think...
1: Fi- so this is a super personal album that us as mega fans had no fucking idea. Mm-mm. So... Let's look at the growth between this and Songs of Experience, where we get it. The emotion is there. The music is there. The lyrics are there. Don't worry, little guy. Better things are coming. (laughs) When I look at the world, do you have anything else to say? I do not. Me neither. Valid effort. And you're right. The one
0: constant factor on these songs is Eno. It is, it, and that's the blah of it. The second side is just nothing like the first side. It's not nearly as strong. It's not. This is the cohesive part of the album: is that it, the B side is all bad. Not all, because we're we're getting to we're getting there. We're getting there. Let's
1: get there. There is a gem. At least I think it's a gem.
0: Yeah, I think I know what your gem is. Yes. I have another gem too. I don't is think it it's... this one? Yes. Is that okay. yours? No. I didn't think it would be. This is what I think is a gem. I'm not saying that the other one is not a gem. I hear you. It's okay. But we're allowed to it, have different. It has a different meaning to me than it does to you. Yeah. Okay. New York, song ten, side B. What n- number is it of side B? Four, five, four. One, two, three, four. Okay, so New York has been played 119 times. I've heard it nine, so that means one time I've heard it was not during elevation. I have no idea when that was.
1: I've heard it 20.
0: Which was as many elevation shows. It is it's, as many elevation shows as I went to. Okay. Me, that means you heard it not... I heard it one more time than Elevation, because I only went to eight Elevation shows. So let me look it up. All of my shows were Elevation, yeah. Um, New York. Nine times. Apparently my maths are all wrong. Yeah? Our maths, maths is...
1: Maths. It's plural. Mathematics. So yeah, are.
0: are my maths are... Wrong, because I went to nine Elevation shows. I thought I went to eight. I've yeah. always thought I went to eight, and then I just counted. and I You went had to a th- bonus one. <laughs> I have one that I, yeah. Okay. So That's great. it makes sense that you went to 20 shows, and you heard it 20 times, and I went to nine shows, and I heard it nine times. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that they played it any other time outside of Elevation, and that is correct. Yes. They'd, they have not played it since Elevation. Why would they- Right. I mean, I, I love this song. Um, I have a bunch of notes about it. I said Strabano. Like Nostradamus, but Stravano yeah. Because it's another one of those things where he seemed like he predicted 9-11, like and Please. Yeah. Creepy. I feel like for some reason that this song should be swapped out with... I've lightened up Side A a bit. Yeah, I feel like I think it would be
1: a great song to end side A.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say if they swapped it out for in a little while. Yeah, that would have. I think it would
1: actually hold better. Yeah, I think it would Um, sound better in that context.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because of because I feel like it's out of order. I forget about it. Right. So, like, I'm, I listen, you know, I listen to it and I've all, I feel think I've always felt like this. And it comes up and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, like I totally forget about it. Still, I just have two more things to say. Yeah. It, it's complex music with rage, which is my, R- Bono gets that rage in his voice, so the music gets that rage. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like one of my favorite U2 combos. It's like a happy meal or something. <laughs> happy meal. I mean I love that when the music it just has that what is it like crescendo or something. It's yeah. Like, but Vaughn's voice goes perfectly along with it. Like he you can hear the music and the rage in his voice go like, you know, step by step together. And I mean it's not really the lyrics don't really they're not really raging. But the music and his voice rages in the song. I don't think... The
1: v- lyrics aren't his best work.
0: No. No, no. Definitely not. But
1: they're okay because the rest of the song is great.
0: Right. And I I, ag- I agree with that. But I feel like it's just one of those things where it's like a, he just wanted a snapshot. Yeah. It's not like anything super... I mean, it is... It, when he talks about his midlife crisis and hit an iceberg in my life, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's obviously Titanic. I mean, he's obviously referencing Titanic with the iceberg, iceberg. And, you know, cue for the lifeboat and everything. I mean, it's obviously a reference to that, but I mean, that's, you know, heartfelt. The rest of the song is just, is really just, you know, a picture of, of his life. Of where yeah. he is with being with getting a new place in New York, like well, and it's not supposed
1: that I think that's the only thing that's autobiographical. He says it's not autobiographical. That it could be anyone have it could be, that's, it's just a you know, guy I, having a midlife crisis, and the place in New York could be a cardboard box, right? But he even said he's like, there's a line that sounds almost boastful. I just got a place in New York. I was going to change the line to something less consumerist but I just got a place in New York and it made me smile.
0: (laughs) That's cute. And this is
1: like, this is a rite of passage Mm -hmm. for a singer to sing about New York.
0: Right. Oh, agree. And the, in, in the chorus, in the New York, New York chorus, he goes right for it. The New York, New York. Yeah. You know, like start spreading the news. Like he goes for that crowd. Yeah. And I admire that so much. Like, I really admire that actually because Absolutely. I feel like like you said, like a right of path it it's that part is not to rip off And I wonder if they credit the guy that wrote that song or not. Because I mean right. he's singing the melody from another song. I'll
1: look and see. i I mean to play it. I just want to see the bottom. Well, it just says written by Adam Bono Larry Edge, so if there's okay. other
0: And it might also be something that, I mean, I don't know when that song was written, but it might be something that's like public domain, too. Right. I kind of wouldn't think it is. But, I mean, he goes right for the melody, and and I love that.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and it's like, you know, Lou Reed and Frank Sinatra, they like, those are his guys. Right. And Madonna's done it, and Taylor Swift has done it. Like, it's something you do. And they stink, like, yeah, right? I mean, other than borrowing some stuff, <laughs> right? They still did, but the feel is different. It's all different. Like oh, no, it's your totally. own perspective, yeah. Right.
0: And I think that one of the things with this song was it. It was. It's good. It's almost great, but live, it's ama- It was amazing. Like, and I again, it. It's the build up in the song that's just absolutely. Live, oh my God, I loved it. I would love to hear that live again. I mean, I promise to not mock him this time. Oh God, stop! Just (laughs) we didn't mean to mock him. Yeah, we did. We we meant exactly to do that. We just didn't mean to get caught. Oh, okay. (laughs) That was exactly our intention. But you know, like I I said it then, and I still stand by it. If you're gonna do the same exact thing every night, then. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like I've never been to a Dave Matthews show where they did the, any remotely part of the same thing. No. Two nights right. ever. Do you want to go to Dave Matthews two nights in a
1: row? No. I mean, like my songs have structure. Come on. <laughs> in words.
0: No, I don't Um, want to go to Dave Matthews two nights in a row. I never want to see that. But I mean, I've been to Dave Matthews multiple times on a tour. Oh, same, yeah.
1: Not since. I probably have seen him two nights in a row. That's exhausting.
0: Not since uh, the last time I saw Dave Matthews was with you. Aww, I love that. In like (laughs) O (laughs) two.
1: Since Elevation. Right. This is, I like this, what Nile Stokes says. He says, for most of New York, oh, wait, right before it, he was talking about Sinatra being cool. For the most part, New York is just like that. The cool, pulsing groove acting as a backdrop as the narrator confesses quietly the terms of a midlife crisis affecting him. Oh, wait, there's something else there. But halfway through, it explodes in a grungy mess that's impressively appropriate to the theme of the song. I think it's great. Some of the lyrics do drive me crazy. But also, they're really fun, this thing.
0: It is. Like, it it hot is Hot as a
1: hairdryer in your face.
0: I mean... a handbag. And a can, yeah, a of, can of mace.
1: It's you horrible can't go around the block without but, a change of clothing.
0: <laughs> and it's a little silly. It is silly, but... But I'll overlook it. I mean, I think I've been hotter... Than I've ever been in my life in New York in a summer. And yeah. I've s- spent a good bit of my summers in my life in New York. Yeah, it's it's disgusting, ungodly hot and smelly and gross. And I don't, I don't think I ever want to go to New York again unless it's in the fall, maybe spring. Yeah. So if you're listening, if you are you too. Or uh, no YouTube. Or Please arrange that.
1: <laughs> Do not so have a
0: show in the summer. Yeah, let's not have any more shows in the summer. Not in New York, no. Or winter. Yeah. Just winter. Rain and fall, thank you. So, so that's another yeah. weird thing, but I'm not sure that I knew the term for Alphaville in until I heard the song. I mean those are the alphabet streets, right? They are, but I I'd never I'd never heard that term. I if, don't know if I knew that or if I just
1: made that assumption.
0: I think I made the assumption, but yeah. I don't but I don't think I I mean I figured it out from co- the context. Right. I don't think I'd ever heard that term before. Yeah, I, mean, I guess well. I haven't either. I mean I I kind of I've heard it since then, but not, I don't know if I even have,
1: I don't know. I'm so, okay. such a wise New Yorker now because of this song that <laughs> I know everything.
0: Right. I feel like also today, no one would say, oh, I'm on my cell phone. You just say I'm on my I'm phone. On the phone. <laughs> You would
1: say you're on your landline, but not yourself.
0: No, no. And I don't know many people that would say I'm on my landline.
1: No, I'm just just because that's the rarer thing.
0: Right. It's not. No one specifies cell anymore. This no. It's just your phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cheers to New York. To New York. Good
1: job, boys. Good job. Okay, I've got one more sip and one more song.
0: Okay. So song eleven. Song five. And sorry, B. Grace. And I have to start this with asking you a question. OK. Over whiskey and whiskey. OK. Bourbon and bourbon. Have you has your grace. If you don't know, Jenny has a child named Grace. And have you let Grace hear this song before? Oh, she's heard it lots of times. Yeah. OK. What is her reaction to it? Nothing.
1: We even talked about it. I figure one day she'll appreciate it, yeah, but this is not where her name came from. This was the icing on the cake, right. It's actually more than every anything a Jeff Buckley reference,
0: right.
1: And Dave Matthews and you two. They all came together. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. There we go. There we go. I feel like I I have to tell people that because she's not named after a U2 song. I'm not that.
0: Right. But I feel like Grace has always been a U2 subject, you know, like. Yeah. Even before this song came out, Grace was a very U2-y concept. Right. Well, the funny thing about Grace in the U2 world,
1: it's very godly, I guess. Christ-like. I know it's bigger than that, but this song personifying grace, I can actually connect to. Right. As opposed to, I mean, I love the idea of grace. I love the idea of grace. When I hear Vano talk about and explain it, I'm like, oh, can we go back to my knowing less? Right. Right. (laughs) But I mean, when I was in high school, I had a friend who lives on a street and that street was named grace and this bloom. I w- this was like in my heart, I fucking loved that street name. Like mm-hmm. I can still picture the street sign. So it, this has been an ongoing subject in your life subject in my life, but like as a name, not as anything else, but it's interesting now I use the word a lot. Now I, For those of you who are newer, I'm a personal trainer, and I work a lot with clients, and it's a lot of women, and women are very, very hard on themselves, very hard on themselves, physically, mentally, as mothers, as partners, all these things, and more times than not, I say your first, I give them an assignment, and your first assignment is to give yourself some grace, and at least 50% of the time they cry.
0: Oh my gosh, I I can imagine like giving them
1: permission to just exist in whatever their current state is is it's so freeing, and that that's what grace is to me.
0: That's so, heavy. Yeah, I yeah I did always know about Jeff Buckley, but. In my heart, I I think that this is perfect to name your child, Grace. No, like, absolutely. and Because um, in addition, I guess in addition, not because, but in addition to the song, I mean, it it's something that's heavy in my heart. I mean, that's close to my heart. Yeah. Well, in the, I
1: mean, obvious it as it's a name for a girl in the song, and it's just. And I actually didn't know this. I had not read this, that um, Bono says it's a tribute to womankind. He says, you can sense the spirit of Ali informing it, but grace is not just about an individual or about women. It's a way of dealing with the world that offers a better place. The the album explodes opening with, the sky is falling, but hey, it's a beautiful day. (laughs) And it ends on a, on a deeper note. It is the perfect ending of this album. It is. And it's a prayer. It's a prayer just like everything else. And I love I put all that we do as women. Women. We take the blame. We cover the shame. We remove the stains. And it could be our name. I love it. Oh, there was something else. Because we. as Garden Tarts. We spend a lot of time talking about karma. Yes. Over our friendship. Right. And I love this. I love this. This is from Bono. The album ends on grace. There are a couple of my favorite people rolled into that lyric. But the most important thing is that they personify my favorite word in the lexicon of the English language. It's a word I'm depending on. The universe operates by karma. We all know that. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Then enters grace and turns that upside down. No, oh, that gave me chills. So it's a powerful idea. Grace interrupting karma.
0: thought oh, that was cool. That's really cool. But oh, that the was actions, cool. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And I pretty much love any song that has the word champagne in it.
1: I know. I remember, I think, I don't know if it was during Vertigo, I mean, Elevation or vertigo because those tours blend together for me totally blend in. but i can picture bono pulling a girl a young girl up on stage on one side of the either heart or cannot catwalk and he brought her up and he asked her what her name was and her name was grace and he was like oh god what were the words he said that that was a lot her parents put on her like yeah. oh that that's that's a lot to ask of her Right. Or something. Anyway, but I was like... This
0: song's been played zero times, and I've also heard it zero times. Same. Yeah. All the zeros. So, you just said something that kind of made me think, but the next song... I mean, this is the end of this album, but chronologically, the next song does not does not go into this song very well. The first no. song of the next album is Vertigo. Yeah.
1: No, it explodes. Yeah.
0: So, you know, like I love MLK Into the streets. I love like most of in within the same trilogy. I love that most of the songs bleed in, you know, so perfectly yeah. to the next the last song into the first song. It doesn't work for this. No. Album. It absolutely does not. This is something to ask Bono over Whiskey and Cake. Is okay. Do you know that that happens? Right? That's
1: a really good question.
0: Yeah. We should be writing these down, but we never have. Once, I started
1: going back and listening through episodes and writing them down. But that was when we had like 20
0: episodes. <laughs> Maybe we should take turns. Going at one day, going back and listening to like chunks of episodes. And then there's a long period where we forgot to ask questions over whiskey and cake. Right. But we should at least get them out of the Tart Talks. Tonight we've, yeah, tonight we've asked a lot. A lot of questions. There's a lot of whiskey and a lot of cake. If, no, zero percent cake. Oh, tonight. (laughs)
1: Tonight, right. I was just looking. End oh, of yeah, How Does so Man weird. Atomic Bomb Is Yahweh? Into No Line. I have to look at that.
0: That actually doesn't
1: sound like a bad idea. I think it might work. Technically, the last song on this album, on the deluxe edition, is The Ground Beneath Her Feet.
0: Right, but on the. But that over- does also does not work. No. And I don't love that song either. Oh, I love that song.
1: I just don't like oh in my heart of hearts I love that song
0: yeah I you know part of it part of it might be that I just don't know it that well yeah and like that might be part you know part of my problem with like when I look at the world and peace on earth I don't know those songs that well I wonder I I mean
1: that's I can't remember the last time I read a book that I was, like, heartbroken to no longer be in those people's lives. Really? With the ground beneath her feet. I, I've only read it the once. I need to go back and read it. I haven't read it in forever. But I wonder which, if I loved the song that much before the book.
0: Hmm. Well, I, um. well, the book came out before the song, right? I mean, my reading of it. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. I've never read it, um, but I I'm going on a train trip. This uh, this weekend and. I was going to save Matthew Perry's autobiography for when I went to Vegas. Yeah. But now I think I'm going to read it this weekend and then get the ground beneath her feet. To read. It. I mean, it's about a pop star. I know. It's about, I, mean, yeah, I, it's, I, own, I own the book. Okay. I never. So I'm going to do that on my Kindle because I'm not bringing that giant book. Right. With me on the trip. Though so I used to. That's how I used to travel with a giant
1: book. Right. I mean, um, yeah, it is subject matter you will relate to.
0: Yeah, I have like some fancy book, too. It. I don't know where it is, but someone gave me. I think Chris. And then Nicole. Yeah. I think back then they gave me some like fancy addition. Wow. I just a paperback of it. So I get, we're not going
1: into the song, but if you don't know the deluxe version of all, they can't leave behind ends with the ground beneath their feet, which is the lyrics are written by Salman Rushdie. Mm-hmm. The music and melody are composed by Bono and u too, you too. And it was on um, the million dollar hotel soundtrack. Right. That Bono worked on. Uh, co-wrote, I guess. I don't know. It's a great little movie. It is. I haven't seen it forever. I haven't either. Well, Tom Tom and Eloise.
0: Yeah. They I also movie. have a book. Like a coffee table book. about The, the Million movie. Dollar Hotel one? Yeah. I have that too. I don't know where that is either. I've got a whether. box somewhere of... Like yeah. Dorian Gray in my attic or something.
1: You need a little office like mine where you can just come your every shelf with the things you want to look
0: at. Well, I gotten rid of all my books so like years ago. So thank goodness those are in a box somewhere because they probably would have been. Yeah. I can't imagine actually either that I would never have given away either of those books.
1: I haven't given away right, and I haven't gotten rid of any U2 stuff.
0: No. I got rid of my CDs and stuff. And my cassettes. Yeah, I still have... I didn't have many cassettes. If Eddie, I
1: finally just tossed a huge box of bootlegs.
0: I got rid of my bootlegs forever ago. They've moved with me since high school and college.
1: To a part... Like, actually, they stayed at my parents for a long time. I shouldn't say they moved with me everywhere. But, um... I did. It was recommended by Garnet and Amanda that I reach out to the library and archives at the rock hall to see if it's content they would want before tossing it. It was so weird just tossing it in a garbage bag. That's what I did. But like, it's just like, I don't know. It was all these things that were so valuable at one point, or at least personally valuable. But yeah, they didn't, they said they couldn't use them. so
0: It was nice you offered. Yeah, well, I I would have liked to have passed it on instead of sending it to a landfill, you know. Right. But I know it was it was crazy. to. I mean, I felt so and I remember. So much plastic, so much plastic. I remember Sandra coming to my house one time and I have no idea why, because my closet's always madness. But we were like sitting in my closet and she was like, is that what I think it is? It was this giant box. Yeah. Of cassettes that were. Half of them were like in your handwriting. Probably. (laughs) Half mine are in your handwriting. (laughs) I didn't want to get rid of them. (laughs) I didn't want to get rid of them either. But I have no cassette player. I have no CD player. I have no interest in
1: listening to them.
0: No. And you know the thing is though. They're so ingrained in my head. Like. I really do sit there and think, like, oh, that was not played during Zoo TV. That was not played. That was played, you know, for Love Town, but not. Like, I know those shows. I know when the songs were played. Oh, my gosh. I listened to them so many times. So much. We mentioned in the Vegas ep that um, about Bono's poor management and getting (laughs) the crowd to follow. And like I yeah. feel like I know most of that stuff because I've listened to so many live shows, but I wouldn't have known it just from going to one Zoo TV no. show. Oh my gosh, I um posted that little soundbite.
1: Yeah,
0: and got some flack for that from St. Bono has poor management in that moment. Really? I'm like well,
1: people didn't know blah blah blah, and I'm like, yo, I'm having fun. Right. The moment didn't work.
0: Let it go. No, I mean, it was fine. It was great. But I just, it wasn't. We had
1: a funny, you had a funny moment with Shanna. I like, I noticed it too. Like, it's fine, people.
0: No, I. Grr, I don't like that people. It wasn't. I mean,
1: people were. It was fine. I dealt with it. It wasn't awful, but it was like,
0: really? Well, people, the people that were compl- that complained about that clearly don't listen to our apps. <laughs> Right. Well, and that was,
1: like, my answer to them. Like, the moment didn't work. We're having fun here. Right. And they either said, no one came back, like, fighting.
0: No. And, but it, I mean, obviously, Bonner knew that stuff wasn't going to work because he's been doing it every single night. (laughs) Right. So he's not, he's not pissed off by it. No. He knows.
1: No, we were mad or not mad about it?
0: Oh, no, not mad at all. It's funny. Right? It's just hey, it's... we We never drank to grace. To grace. To grace. Finishing it off. Is there a towel on top of your? No, I got really smart. So I don't have In this room, there's no space. I'm in the guest room. Yeah. There's no space for a bedside table or table or anything. Yeah. So I saw on Pinterest about, like, like traveling with a kid in the car or something. And you put that, that I don't know what it's called, press and... Oh, the press and seal stuff. Seal on the yeah. top. And then you can put a straw in it and it doesn't spill over. And I'm literally putting this like on the floor because I can't, I don't have any Oh, it's press and seal. Okay. Press and seal. Nice. And I'm like, I'm not going to try, but it's I'm just scared I'm going to spill it. Yeah. Like I just know that if I didn't have the top, I'd like sit there and like spill it on my computer or something. Yeah. I've done it before. That's smart though, A mixed drink like this.
1: You've spilled it before on your computer?
0: No, I used the press and seal. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, Hillary, I think we've
1: we we've made it.
0: Finished it. it. God. <laughs> Nick of time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, this was ridiculous. How difficult this. We've literally been trying since January to record this. But guess what? We can start listening to How to Smell an Atomic Bomb. Yes. Which I'm much more optimistic about, I think. Am I? I kind of want to look at the track listing. Yeah, I got to look at that, too. I actually have it pulled up.
1: I mean, they are batshit crazy about it. Oh, yeah, we're much...
0: um, mm. (laughs) Was it crumbs from your table? I'm like, oh, we're way bad. No, we're not. (laughs) Crumbs from your table and One Step Closer. Those were the ones, Right. Are those the two that got you?
1: I started with a man and a woman.
0: I don't... Well... I just don't know them. I don't... I do know that song. I don't know Crumbs From Your Table well or One Step Closer, but those three songs are kind of a snoozer. We'll see. Maybe we'll learn something new. Maybe. I'm excited to start listening, though. I'm, like, super excited. We got some big ones. This bonus track, this
1: deluxe edition has, um, or bonus track has fast cars fast on it. Car. I would like to mention fast cars.
0: Okay. Because I love fast cars. We heard it once. Where was it? Did, didn't we? Madison Square Garden.
1: Oh, you just remember that? Yep. One match, one time it's a travesty. look at that Madison Square Garden
0: the only the only way I remember is I remember we were at the main stage travesty that that song does not exist
1: in more places.
0: no, I agree
1: someone I feel like someone posted recently on Twitter like the greatest song that was never released or something hmm. Or the greatest of the non-released. I have one more swig left. Here's to all they you can't leave behind.
0: That we're leaving, leaving you behind. You behind. <laughs> <laughs> far, far away behind.
1: Now I realize I have roughly 24 hours to edit side A.
0: Oh, God. I'm sorry. I wish I could help you with that. I'll get it done. It's going to be okay. I mean, I could also make a graphic that says a day late. We'll see. Let's see if I can get it done. Okay. I mean, the weight of the world is, like, lifted off my shoulders now. I've been stressing about this album for so long. And now I can, we're just closer to me stressing out about No Line. (laughs) We're not even there yet. That is you a, know, a whole album, other right? album to
1: do first.
0: I know, but I'm already... It just hit me that we're one album away from doing No Line. And I hate that album. You're just going like, to have, like,
1: Eno you know, on every song.
0: Oh, uh, Eno. Yep, that's all I'm going to say. That's my comment for when I make the workbook. I'm just going to pre-Eno everything. But maybe hearing it, maybe it'll... I mean, I've had, I've definitely had a change of heart with plenty of things that I didn't expect by doing our chart talk. So there are 11
1: songs on No Line, and there are five of them that I can speak kindly about. Or I mean, like off the top of my head, that I actually really like. Maybe six. I might be convinced for six.
0: One, two, three. Four, five. No, I think I'm six. Oh, maybe seven. Look at you. That's more than you thought. No, not for. I I thought it would be about that much for how to on an atomic bomb. I'm looking at no line. Oh, sorry. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. I think it's two. Four. Okay. Okay, it's not nothing. Mm -mm. I think, hold on, one, two, three, four. It's four. Okay. Which is more, yeah, more than I expected. And maybe we'll learn some things.
1: Maybe. I doubt it. I do appreciate when I can learn to appreciate something, even if I don't like it.
0: Yeah. And that, I mean, there was a lot that t- from tonight that I appreciate that I don't like.
1: guess I can, re- can you respect but not appreciate?
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's,
1: I can't believe how much of this album I d- just don't jive with.
0: No, I agree. I mean, I knew it though. I knew going into this. That- I think that's why I was scared of it. Yeah.
1: Because it's such a, on the YouTube timeline, it's a huge stepping stone.
0: But on my personal timeline. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, but I also suspect that Songs of Innocence and Songs of Experience, I mean, those aren't huge on the YouTube timeline and they're huge. Monumental. Timelines. Yeah. I mean, and that was an, another thing I knew immediately. Listening to both of those albums, like first, I, I was just like, I, God, I love this. Is it? Yep. And that song, it like hurts my feelings so hard when people don't like them
1: or like, or like they're the band they can't do it anymore, right?
0: I think that it's the opposite of that. There was somewhere on one of the Sphere Facebook pages, and I love this. I love, I'm. Like, well, on one hand, you're an idiot. But on the other hand, I love that this guy was talking about one of the newer albums and it being yeah. Sung Baby. And I'm oh. like, oh, that's sweet and so stupid. <laughs> <heart>. <laughs> right. right. Like, really? Because, I mean, obviously, that's an old school fan. And it's not like... I mean, in my
1: space-time continuum thing, it's still pretty recent.
0: (laughs) It is to me, too, though. But I'm aware that it's not. Right. Like, this person said it wholeheartedly.
1: Like, we're literally celebrating the 30th (laughs)
0: anniversary. Right, right. 32
1: years later.
0: Right. Or when someone says something like, oh, yeah, listen to an oldie, like, no line. You know, or an oldie, like, all that you can't leave behind. I'm like, that, even though they're old, in my mind, they're, no line, that's on the newer end.
1: They're, to me, they're newer because they came out within my fandom. Like, the old stuff came out before I was a fan.
0: Right, okay.
1: That makes it, like, in my mind, that's how that
0: works. Right. I guess so, but...
1: That's just my mental space.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But I don't. I mean, I get that because, I mean, Octing Baby. I mean, I became a fan because of Joshua Tree. So, I mean, I don't know anything before. I mean, I do. I know everything before Josh, Joshua Tree. But in terms of fandom. Right. I, I never experienced anything. I mean, my first new new album was octane baby too i just was already a fan right but i mean i wasn't when joshua tree came out right i mean i knew who they were but but anyway but i think it's just i don't know it's just stupid to say something new like no line and something old like or you know it's they, they just exist yeah they're there
1: okay we should um definitely hit the to... we've hit the four hour mark, which I think might be a a new record for us, really, even with Joshua Tree, I feel like that was so long. I have to look and see how long the actual episodes are and then how long these actual episodes are
0: right, but I feel like Joshua Tree was like, but also we did a few albums where we didn't record them all in one night, really, yeah. Huh. I don't think we did. No, maybe Joshua Tree was the first one we did all in one recording. I feel like. We haven't always broken them in the side A and side B. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. No, I I feel like some album we recorded at different times. Maybe. It was Unforgettable Fire. I don't know.
1: I have to go back and look. Okay. Now I'm oh. looking. Okay. No, Joshua Tree is the first one that we broke into side A and side B.
0: Hmm. Well, then we must, that must be what I'm thinking of and that.
1: Maybe. Because
0: we wouldn't have recorded a side A and then a different night side B and then put them both together.
1: Right. But every but the albums before that were just they're just one album, I mean just one app, al- so maybe okay this this mom has gotta get to bed,
0: yeah, I gotta go to bed,
1: okay, y'all, well thanks for coming on these shenanigans with us, oh my gosh, it's been fun, and stressful. we'll have our next how to dismantle we'll, before the end of twenty
0: twenty four I would really like to have it done by like the summer.
1: But... Well, maybe if the boys really go away after February. Do you think they will? I don't know. I'm just saying, I feel like... At some point, there has to be a... Even if they don't, at some point, there has to be a break. Right. And maybe that would
0: be a good time. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But i really like to not wait until the literal last second. This is literally the last second.
1: I mean, we had to, like... Say no to some
0: stuff. (laughs) <laughs> we did. We had a. This was this year. Yeah. <laughs> it went so fast. Okay. Ridiculous. Okay. Yay. On to how to smindle an atomic bomb. Okay. 24. Bring it on. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye. We'll be back next week with more YouTube-ish
1: content. In the meantime, keep chatting with us on social media at the
0: underscore Garden Tarts. Sign up for our newsletter at thegardentarts.com and share with your YouTube friends. You can support us on
1: Patreon, buy me a coffee, and leave us a five-star review on Apple
0: Podcasts. Kissing Lips and Breaking Hearts, a youtube podcast with The Garden Tarts, is created, produced, and edited by us, The Garden Tarts.
1: Intro and outro music by December. See you next week.